You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So good to have you with us today. I want you to tag a friend and let them know that we're live and we got a great lesson that we're going to share with you today. I believe that it's going to be a blessing. And at the end, I want you to, to share the message and make sure that the lesson get out. Listen, I guess you noticed that the last two episodes of our Tuesday edition, we had no Q&A. We had no Q&A during those episodes. And the reason why we didn't have those uh, Q&A is because I tested positive for COVID. So I had been in quarantine for about 11 days. Uh, Fortunately, my staff did a great job here at Faith Chapel, and they were uh, able to rerun our Sunday uh, teaching. And then my my daughter and I were in quarantine together, and we ended up taping the Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast in quarantine. And so I want to thank my staff and thank Tiffany. But listen, I got some good news. I did not have major symptoms and complication. I thank God for that. I had what I call a slight headache and a uh, sometimey cough. A sometimey cough. Called my doctor. He uh, prescribed me some cough medicine, but I did really good doing the quarantine. And pardon me. And in fact. I was able to get a lot of work done, some projects that I wanted to do, able to get those things done. Pete was a great nurse to us. It was kind of funny because we were actually FaceTiming each other doing meals. But the, the good thing about it, we came through it, tested a negative. Everybody has tested negative. We are ready to rumble. We are ready to run. But listen, COVID-19 is no joke. There are many people, unlike myself, have major symptoms. And as you know, many have died. So listen, I want you to continue to do what you need to do in the natural all the natural things that you need to do to have health, continue to believe for health because health is always better than healing. But if you're challenged with COVID or you're challenged with any kind of physical ailment, any kind of sickness, stand, resist, and believe God for your healing. Now, uh, while I was in quarantine, I actually prepared the next series that I'm going to share in our Thursday the edition. I still have two more lessons to go on toxic relationships, but I prepared a lesson moving past the quit zone, moving past the quit zone. It's going to be a good series. And then I'll share a little bit more of my quarantine experience, but let's get in the lesson today. I began a series entitled a three lesson series entitled already purchased already purchased and the theme of this series is healing a redemptive right of the believer 
of the Christian paid for on the cross. Healing is a redemptive right. It is a redemptive privilege of the believer that Jesus paid for on the cross. That's our theme. In our first lesson, our subtopic was don't leave your healing at the cross at the same time that Jesus Christ bore your sins, Jesus bore your sicknesses. Well, today, this second lesson of Already Purchased, I want to teach from the subject, don't take what Jesus took. Don't take what Jesus took. I got my iPad. I'm ready for your questions today. Don't take what Jesus took, we'll be looking specifically at Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Don't take what Jesus took. Don't do it. Come on, say, don't do it. Come on, say, I will not do it. Don't take what Jesus took. Now, we're going to work our way to the 14th verse. We're in Matthew chapter 8. We're going to work our way to the 14th verse, but there are two powerful scenes and stories that took place before we get to the 14th verse. In Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 1, it says that Jesus came down off of the mountain and a multitude followed him. And it says that a leper came up to Jesus. And, you know, lepers were isolated from the main ring, the main stream of society. And they were not to come in crowds or where people were. But a leper came up to Jesus and he said this to Jesus. And I want you to listen. He says, Jesus, I know you're able if you're willing, you can heal me. He said, I know you. He said, I know you're able, but if you're willing, I know that you can heal me. Now, I want you to notice something. This man believed that Jesus was able, but he wasn't sure that he was willing. Now, listen to Jesus' reply. Jesus says, I am willing. He reached out and touched the leper, and he said, Be thou clean. And the leprosy left immediately. Now, I want you to get this down because this is a very important story. This man knew that Jesus had the ability to heal him, but he wasn't sure whether or not Jesus wanted to heal him. Ability versus willingness. Now, I want you to notice this, and I want you to think about it for a moment. If I ask you, do you believe that Jesus is able to heal? I'm convinced that many of you listening to me now would probably say, yes, I believe it. I believe he's able. I believe he's able to heal. Now, listen, it is Good that you believe that he is able to heal, but that's not enough. This man believed that Jesus was able to heal, but he still had leprosy. What was missing 
was. He didn't know whether Jesus wanted to. Faith begins where the will of God is known, whether God wants to. And immediately, without hesitation, Jesus said, I am willing. So remember this, it's not enough to know that he's able. You have to believe that he's willing. And that's what we're doing in this series, already paid for. Jesus is willing, not just able. Then the Bible, there's another, there's another story before we get to the 14th verse. There's another story. The Bible said that Jesus came to Capernaum. And a centurion, a Roman centurion, who oversees or supervised a hundred soldiers up under him, he came to Jesus. And this is what he said to Jesus. He said, Jesus, my servant at home is paralyzed. And I'm paraphrasing. He's paralyzed and he's grievously tormented. Now, watch this. Before the man could say another word. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. Now, notice without hesitation, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now, here's something very beautiful. Nowhere in the scripture, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, nowhere in the, te- in, the, in the writings of the Gospels that recorded the life and ministry of Jesus, Do you find Jesus ever saying, I won't? You just won't find it. You will never see him confronting a problem or confronting a person that's sick. And he said, I won't. I have another reason. I have another purpose for you to go through this sickness. No, you'll not find that. Immediately when the man said, my uh, servant at home is paralyzed, he's grievously tormented. He didn't even make a request. He just said it. And Jesus immediately said, I will come and heal him. And that's God's will. His will is for our healing. His will is for your healing. He will never tell you, it's not my will. He will never say, I won't. He will never say, wait. He will never say, I'm taking you through something. All that is man-made doctrine. He said, I will. Now, the man replied, and it was very interesting what he said. He said, Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but Jesus speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. He said, I'm not worthy. You don't have to come with me. He said, just speak the word only. Now, here's his rationale. He said, for I am a man under authority. I'm under the Roman government. I'm submitted to the Roman government. And I have soldiers under me. I'm under authority and I have authority. And he said, I say to this servant, this soldier go, and the surgeon obeys. I say to this soldier, come, and the the soldier comes. And I say to this soldier, do this, and the soldier does it. What is he saying? He's saying, I have authority because I'm under authority. You can only exercise authority when you're under authority. He says, I'm under authority, therefore I can exercise authority. And what he was saying to Jesus, Jesus, I know you're under the authority of the Father, and I know that you're over in authority over sickness and disease. 
So you don't have to come, just speak the word. And because sickness and disease is under your authority, sickness and disease will go. And the Bible says Jesus marveled. In fact, he said, I've not found this kind of faith because this was a, a, a Gentile. This was a Roman soldier. He says, I have not found this kind of faith in all Israel. Now, listen what Jesus says. He says, go your way as you have believed. So be it done unto you. As you have believed, as you have believed. Now, you believe it was not necessary for me to come. I could speak the word only. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant will heal in that self-same hour. Now, listen at this. Jesus and the Father operates on the level of our believing. If you believe that it's going to take you a year to overcome, if you believe the report that you're going to die in three months, if you believe, see, the Father operates on the level of our believing, our believing. If you think it's going to take six months for you to recover, if that's what you believe, then the Father can only operate on the level of how you believe. Now, the interesting thing about this particular text, it is totally different than Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, Jairus came up to Jesus and he says, Jesus, my daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her and she will recover. She will live. Now, notice where Jairus was believing. Jairus believed you have to come. You have to lay your hands on him. And the Bible said Jesus went with Jairus. Because that's the level that Jairus was operating on. Jesus had to come. He had to lay his hands on uh, the girl and she would be healed. That was the level. So Jesus went with the man. Here, Jesus did not follow the man home because the man said, you don't have to come home. I believe you can just speak the word only. Now, that's a powerful revelation. Then we get to Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. And I want to read verses 14 through 17 uh, in the New King James Version. It says, now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose, she arose, and the Bible says she served him. When evening had come, they brought unto him many that were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he, he, he healed all that were sick. The Bible says he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all who were sick. That... Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying, Jesus himself took our infirmities and Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. We're talking about 
We're talking about this subject already. <clears throat> Pardon me. We're talking about this subject already purchased. And we're saying, don't take what Jesus took. Now, let's look at verses 14 through 17. Jesus comes to Peter's house and he sees Peter's mother-in-law laid and sick with a fever. Now, we see again, and I said this in a prior episode, sickness is disorder of structure and function in the human body or mind. It is disorder of structure, disorder of function in the body, disorder of structure, disorder of function in the mind. So notice God did not create Peter's mother-in-law to be sick and laid of a fever. She is a, in a position, I'm not saying she did anything wrong, but she's in a position of disorder, of function and structure. Now, listen at this. She was laid and sick of a fever. She was laid and sick of a fever. The sickness and disease, and I'm quite sure on that bed, she wasn't thinking about serving anybody. Jesus and his disciples had come to the house. She wasn't thinking about serving them. She was not thinking about preparing them a meal. She was thinking about her sickness because sickness causes us or people to look inward. It causes us to live inward. If we have pain, if we have sickness, we have disease, we can only look inward because we have this condition that is taking our focus. Now, watch this. Health, though, puts us in a position to look outside of ourselves. The Bible says that Jesus rebuked the fever. He touched her and the fever left. And then... The Bible says that she arose and she began to serve Jesus and the disciples. Now, notice sickness hinders us from fulfilling the call on our lives to serve. It hinders us from serving. But when health comes, health positions us to be able to look outside of ourselves and serve others. Then the Bible says in verses 16, it says that many brought unto Jesus people who were demonized and people who were sick. The Bible says in verse 16 that he cast out the spirits with this word and he healed all that were sick. Now, let's look at that. Many people were brought to the house. The Bible says that he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. Now, when the Bible says that he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick, we can conclude two things. Number one, we can conclude that there are some sicknesses that are directly caused by demonic encroachment, that directly caused by spirits. The Bible says he cast out the spirits and he healed. 
That's one way to look at it. Well, there are times when people have sicknesses and have ailments that deliverance is necessary. And I don't necessarily mean a demon has to be cast out the person, but the power of that spirit has to be broken. I'll give you an illustration of that. Over in Luke chapter 13, the Bible says that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and there was a woman who had an infirmity, a spirit of infirmity for eight years and she was bowed over and couldn't lift up herself. She was walking bowed over. And Jesus looked at that woman and said, woman, be thou loose from thine infirmity. He touched her and the woman was made whole. Now notice in some cases, Jesus broke the power of demonic activity over people because that was the underlining cause of the disease. But in most cases, in most cases, we can separate the two things in Matthew 8, 16. Those who were demonized, he cast out the spirits, and then he healed the sick. And the scripture says that he healed all of the sick, all of the sick. And these were not people with spiritual illnesses, because over in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, many people says, well, that's referring when it says that Jesus bore our sickness, bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. They said that's spiritual. No one argues here in Matthew 8, verse 16. It says he healed all that were sick. These were people who had physical ailments or they had mental illnesses. The Bible says he healed all that were sick. And why did he do it? Verse 17 tells us he did it so that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Now, he's referencing, Matthew is referencing Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Jesus healed the sick that it might be fulfilled what Isaiah said in Isaiah 54. And five, and then he explains it. Jesus himself took our infirmities, and Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. That's Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Jesus himself took our infirmities, and Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. And Matthew says what Jesus is doing is fulfilling what Isaiah said. So Matthew 8, 16 through 17 is a Holy Spirit commentary on what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. So let's look at this text. Don't take what Jesus took. Don't take what Jesus took. Don't take what Jesus took. The word took means to take away. It says Jesus himself took away. Jesus himself took away. Come on, say that. Jesus himself took away. Now notice the next word, our. O-U-R. Our is a plural possessive pronoun, and it means that which belongs to us. So Jesus himself 
took away our, that which belongs to us, our what? Infirmities. The word infirmities there means weaknesses in our souls and weaknesses in our bodies. Weaknesses in our souls, weakness in our body. Jesus took away, according to the scripture, weaknesses in our soul and weaknesses in our body. Jesus took away, I want you to say that, Jesus took away weaknesses in my soul. Jesus took away weaknesses in my body. All the physical ailments that we would experience, regardless of what it is, Jesus took it away. And that's one of the scriptures that I was standing on while in quarantine. Jesus took away. Jesus took away our infirmities. He took away our weaknesses, weaknesses in our soul. He took away mental illness. He took away emotional problems. He took away the hurt and the pain. He took away the, the scars of abuse. He took away uh, mental illness, dementia, Alzheimer's, and neurosis, and psychosis, and, and schizophrenia, and, and nervous disorders. He took away all those. He took away suicide tendencies. The Bible says Jesus himself took away. He took away. He took away our infirmities. And the Bible says Jesus himself, and you can send any questions you have at this time, Jesus himself bore our sicknesses. He bore our sicknesses. Come on, say that. He bore our sicknesses. Now, let's make it plain. He bore my sicknesses. Say that. He bore my sicknesses. Now, the, the word bore... There is, Matthew is referencing an Old Testament type of the scapegoat, the scapegoat. And this word bore literally means to be a substitute. It means to suffer vicariously, to suffer in the place of another. He bore. Now, in Leviticus chapter 16, there's a, a, a record of a feast that the Jewish people celebrated every year. It was called the, the, the Day of Atonement. On the Day of Atonement, on the Jewish calendar, it was a time when God would atone for the sins or cover the sins of the nations. And God would require certain animal sacrifices. Now, I want you to listen carefully. God required certain sacrifices that the priest and the high priest had to make on behalf of the people so that their sins could be covered for another year. This is Leviticus chapter 16. And one of the sacrifices the high priest had to kill two goats. One goat that, that, that the high priest would kill was a sin offering. He would kill the goat, take the blood of the goat, pour it in a, in a pan, and he would take that blood of that goat that was killed, 
Go into the Holy of Holies and pour that blood of that goat on the mercy seat. That blood of that goat slain was a type or a symbol of the death of Jesus Christ. It was symbolic of his death. And God would look down on the mercy seat in the tabernacle, in the holy place, and he would see the blood covering the mercy seat. That communicated to God that a life had been given for the people, and God allowed the sacrifices of animals to stand in the place of the sacrifice of people. And this was just a type of the day when Jesus would come and would shed his blood to not just cover our sins, but to wash our sins away. So one goat was killed. The other goat was called a scapegoat. This is Leviticus chapter 16. And the high priest would lay his hands on the head of that scapegoat, conferring the sins of the people onto the goat. Then the priest would lead the goat out into the wilderness, take the goat away from the tabernacle out into the wilderness and let the goat go into the wilderness to never return. In other words, the people's sins were taken away to never return. That's what Matthew is saying here in Matthew 8, 17, when he says he bore our sicknesses and our diseases and our weaknesses. God says Jesus took our sicknesses and our diseases away. And notice again, the uh, plural pr pronoun is used again. He, he took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. So notice it wasn't Jesus' sicknesses. They were our sicknesses. They were not Jesus' sicknesses. They were our sicknesses that Jesus took away. They were our sicknesses. When you read the gospel, at no time was Jesus ever sick. At no time. You don't see him having a cough, a cold, flu, viruses. You don't see him having cancer, uh, diabetes, heart disease. He had no ailments, no sicknesses in his life, the duration of his life. But on the cross, the Bible says that Jesus bore away our sicknesses. He bore away our sicknesses. He bore away our sicknesses. So in the mind of God, our sicknesses were taken away. Now, we have to stand for that. We have to stand for that in health. We have to stand for that when we are challenged physically. We have to stand on Matthew chapter 8, verses 17, that Jesus took our infirmities, he took our weaknesses, and he bore them away. He bore them away. And that's how God sees it. Now, you and I 
And that's what I'm endeavoring to do, regardless of what's going on in my life. I'm endeavoring to agree with God. You can decide whether you're going to agree with God. Now, it's easy to agree with God in health, and you should agree with God in health, but you have to continue to agree with God when you're being challenged. Whatever it is, you don't let go of your confession. You stand, you agree, and you believe God. So don't take what Jesus took. That's what we're saying. Don't take what Jesus took. Listen, don't leave your healing at the cross. At the same time that Jesus bore your sins, Jesus bore your sicknesses. So don't leave your healing at the cross. And today we said, don't take what Jesus took. Now, we're going to conclude this series already paid for in our next lesson. And in our next lesson, we're going to teach from the subtopic, don't try to get what you already have. Don't try to get what you already have. I trust that you've been blessed. I don't see any questions here. I trust that you've been blessed today. I want you to go back, listen to these lessons. I believe it's going to be a great blessing for you. I love you. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for your partnership. And I look forward to seeing you next time. 